Welcome to the Health and Wealth Power Hour, the podcast provides you with the knowledge and insights you need to achieve physical, mental, and financial well-being. I'm your host, Arlen Pickett, a business consultant who's passionate about helping people achieve a more balanced and healthier life. Each week, we'll deep dive into topics related to health and wealth, including retirement income planning, innovative healthcare solutions, alternative funded health plans, and specific actions individuals and business owners can take to gain control of their finances, have access to affordable quality health care, and achieve peace of mind. We'll also be joined by innovative experts who will share their knowledge and insights on prevalent topics. So, whether you're looking to grow your wealth or improve your health, you've come to the right place. Get ready to be informed, inspired, and empowered. Let's get started. All right, man, we are excited today. Health and Wealth Power Hour, Harlan Pickett, your host. It's going to be a good one. We have a Vietnam veteran with us today, and boy, he's got some stories to tell. It's also pushed him towards holistic medicine. I know a lot of you out there really embrace that, and this gentleman does too. You might not even know that there was a, a holistic chamber of commerce. Well, my guest today is going to tell you all about that and more about his story as a Vietnam veteran from the Navy, Mr. Mike Martin. Thank you so much for being with us today, Mike. Hey, Harlan. Thank you very much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to sharing with you and all your uh, listeners. Uh, I, I do have a few little comments to say about this, that, and the other, but uh, let me start with one little short story. It's, uh, it's you know, how did I end up being in Vietnam? Did I get drafted? Well, yeah, I did get drafted. But, and here's how it worked. I graduated from high school in early June 1965. On a Friday. On Monday, I started at the University of Arizona. On Thursday, I got home from school, and in the mailbox was, guess what? A draft notice telling me to report for duty on, and it was several weeks, you know, into the future. So that was June of 65. About late July of 65, I show up at the draft board. Uh, the guy is, the guy who's in charge, I get up there and he's looking at the papers and he and he's uh, not a happy camper. He says, boy, you really pulled the, the wool over somebody's eyes, didn't you, Mike? And I said, no, I just, you know, I, I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? And uh, he says, well, because you are enrolled at the university, you are eligible for a deferment from going to Vietnam now. But I'm going to get you next year when I get you back here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really, uh, you know, excited about that, to say the least. So, yeah, I bet. <laughs> my, my further background is. I am a, a military brat. I'm an Air Force brat. My stepdad was in the United States Air Force. So I've traveled around the United States. I've traveled. I got to travel as a kid. I lived in France. I lived in Morocco and North Africa. And then later through my own travels, I've been through the Far East and obviously Vietnam and a number of different places there. But uh, I was able to get the deferment but knowing the military like I knew it because I was a brat, I knew that if I wanted to go in 
if I was going to have to go in, I'd rather do it as an officer than an enlisted guy. I just knew that. So when I went down to the Navy Reserve and they had the best option for me, which was let's sign this contract, Mike, and you're going to become a reservist. You're going to come down here and drill with us, you know, once or once a month kind of deal. And then you're going to give us four to six weeks in the summertime and, you know, all the stuff, you know, so, so, uh, then, um, at the same time, I told the, the chief, I says, well, I want to be an officer. He says, oh, I could fix you right up here. Let's sign this contract too. And it's a contingency contract that basically said, if you graduate from college, we will send you to officer candidates. And that's what ended up happening for me. I finished actually three years and three summer school semester system. Um, and at the end of August uh, of 68, I completed the last summer school session on a Thursday, got on an airplane on a Friday, and on Saturday, I reported to active uh, duty at Officer Candidate School in Newport, Rhode Island. Wow. And I Not much I, uh, downtime there, Mike. Zero. Zero. <laughs> uh, and, and that was to complete really my... Second nine weeks, Officer Kennedy School was really an 18-week school. And during the summer of 66, 67, anyway, I went to the first nine weeks, then went back after I completed all my classes. And then on the 25th of October, 1968, I was commissioned as an ensign in the United States Navy. An ensign is the same rank as a second lieutenant in all the other branches of service. Okay. And at, at exactly the same time, they said, oh, congratulations, Ensign Martin. They said, by the way, you have been, you have been designated, sorry, but you have been designated to be a supply officer in the United States Navy. So there's a special school, supply corps school. That school was located in Athens, Georgia. Six months school to learn all the jobs of the enlisted guys that you may be managing if you're on board a ship or you're managing a department if you're in a bigger ship or on shore-based duties. So completed that. And boy, aren't I lucky. I was one of the five guys that got orders out of out of the supply corps school. Guess where I got orders to? Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> There was, there was five of us. Three of the guys got ships that were stationed right off in the South China Sea. Then there was two of us that got what we call shore duty, but boots on the ground in Vietnam. I was stationed in Da Nang, which was the northernmost port city in South Vietnam. And it was one of the ingress points where all the cargo that was being loaded on the West Coast was being shipped over there. So beer, soda, food, clothing, bullets, grenades, you know, all all, all the stuff went through ships either to Da Nang or to Cameron Bay, which was further south in, in uh, South Vietnam. So, and I got, uh, I uh, arrived there. It's called the Naval Support Activity of Da Nang. I got assigned to the Logistics Division 
and the, the logistics division was the ones that we operated the port. We brought the ships in. We took the cargo off. We put it on trucks. We shipped it out. We came back. And our goal was to bring a, we had a six, six slips. So we could have six ships parked at any one time. We'd bring six in in the morning and we wanted to have six empty ships by the end of daylight. And that was the, the standing goal every day. And we pretty much met those goals. Uh, the only ships we did not bring in were the ammo ships, which we took the ammo off out in the harbor, put it onto small small boats or onto barges. It went up the river to the special ramp that we use just for the ammo situation. So I became what they called a freight expedite officer. In English, what was I? I was 22 years old when I arrived. And I was a trucking foreman responsible for moving cargo on a daily basis to the tune of about $20 million. Wow. And I, I did that uh, effectively for about 350, 55 days. I was in country 366 days. I did spend uh, my r and I went to Australia, and that's a whole different story. Uh, we can, and then because our command was doing so well, we did receive a presidential unit commendation medal for the because we were the number one cargo handling facility in the entire Navy That's uh, awesome. during, during the period of time. And so I, the command gave us a second R&R. So a lot of the guys that are Vietnam vets have, you did what? You got a second what? <laughs> I I I went to Bangkok, Thailand, and that is a whole nother set of stories unto itself. So, <laughs> this, as, this as, is a family show, Mike. We're gonna have to hold off on that, okay? Yeah, I know. I, I, you said I said a different set of stories. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Anybody well, wants that information, call me. There you go. There you go. Well, so, you know you. You, you have a lot of great stories about what, what happened kind of that and, you know, some great experiences that you had there as well. However, your, a com your commendations and your experiences, unfortunately, are not the only thing you came home with. Uh, you, you unfortunately came home with something else that a lot of Vietnam veterans came home with. And so I'd like to talk, like you to talk a little bit about that experience and what experiences that led to, in our healthcare system. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's been quite a journey for me with, uh, uh, once I got into the system, but, uh, part of the, uh, the strategy for the, the war was to, uh, drop agent orange in the jungles to basically kill the jungles. The, the, and it's primarily not so much the, the uh, call them the rebel fighters from South Vietnam, but the North Vietnamese Regular Army, which was a quite a fighting unit, they they knew how to get into the deep jungles. Sometimes they they'd uh, build cities into mount in mountains underground. Those kind of things. Anyway, they dropped this Agent Orange. It would seep through the ground just like. Uh, I can't think of the name now, but anyway, it's Bad it's stuff. a 
<laughs> yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, it's a dioxin. It cre it can create not only cancers but other in the list of diseases that are uh, considered to be presumptive diseases uh, is is uh, about four pages long, and some of those things I can't even pronounce. And thank goodness I've only got one in the in the one category because there there are a lot of cancers there that some of them. They had to create names for some of the right. stuff. It was right. so bad. It hadn't been seen before. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but that some of the the ones that are kind of interesting that most people don't realize and uh is type two diabetes is on that list. Ischemic heart disease is on that list. Hypothyroidism is on that list. Hypertension is on that list. Obviously, we, we all we're all aware of the combat post-traumatic stress disorder, which is the name that finally got that it finally got labeled because it's it's been called many, many things. Battle fatigue, you know, it was just one name. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. So um, I finally got I got diagnosed with some stuff starting in, in the 90s. And it's just one thing led to another, led to another. So I have a number of different things um, that uh, affect me, have affected me. Uh, because of that, Western medicine doctors at the VA are always prescribing pills. And that's when things first started out. I mean, you're in pain here. here take some oxys. These are good for you. You know, so... Never would they investigate any other alternatives, although the story is starting to shift. There's, I mean, at one point, chiropractic was voodoo. It was voodoo medicine at the VA. Now VA hospitals, uh, they don't have many chiropractors, but they do have one or two per major facility. And they are doing something brand new within the last like two to three years called community care, which means if they don't have enough bodies within this institution itself, they'll go out and find somebody that's qualified themselves to be providing a level of service to our veterans, which which has been very, very good. Because I actually, I do, I go to a chiropractor. And he's right. He's right here in Houston, and uh, really a small world. Turns out he was a Navy guy, and he was a Navy supply officer. Wow! Can you beat, can you beat <laughs> that? I mean, it was like oh, interesting. Anyway, uh, because of all of that stuff going on, I started getting very interested in what are alternatives that we can take that are non-invasive. And basically, nature from nature, because be, it, no chemicals, you know, none of the bad stuff, you know. There, why do we always have to take bad stuff? The bad stuff is coming from nature as well. But guess what? Big pharma does. Big pharma takes and sees what it can do, and then says, "Okay, well, let's just change one molecule." And when we change that one little molecule, oh, we can patent that sucker and make a ton of money from it. Oh, you mean 
changing one molecule can affect how it reacts and can have side effects? The good, the bad, and the ugly? Yep. So I got into, through a fellow Vietnam veteran, actually, he found a topical lotion made from nature's ingredients that has been designed to work quickly, to penetrate through the skin, to reduce inflammation and swelling. And what most folks don't realize is that there are a ton of ingredients from plants, trees, herbs, and stuff that have anti-inflammatory properties just from nature. And guess what happens? When you mix a bunch of those together, they work synergistically together and are a much more powerful solution to help folks. And um, so I've been doing I've been doing that for myself and for other folks out there. I actually had a contract at the the VA hospital out in Palo Alto, California, and I and I was selling I was selling it a lot. Let's put it that way. I was selling so much at one VA facility that uh, one of their MDs got uh, a little ticked and he had me kicked off. (laughs) You're lost, buddy boy. You're lost. um, Crazy stuff anyway. But uh, so that got me involved in that. And then I, from that, I've learned and met many practitioners, professionals in the holistic world. I do in fact, run a chapter for the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. It is uh, a national organization based out of uh, Southern California. I've been I've been in there, uh, been doing stuff with them for probably about eight years. I ran a chapter in Northern California, and now I've been running the Houston Memorial chapter of our, our deal. And we have meetings in uh, sort of mid- Midwest, uh, between 69 and 59 in West Park off of uh, Hillcroft, right in that area. So it's, it's, I mean, it's literally right next to the freeways. So it's, it's relatively easy to get there. And we're now, we are, we're going to be starting to have our meetings at, uh, starting at around 9 a.m. on the second Friday of every month. And I, anybody wants to come and meet some, some great people, great people that have some very interesting solutions and stuff. We get, we have some very interesting meetings, learning about the kind of water you drink, for example, the kind of air you breathe. Uh, one, we've had some demonstrations on, you know, you hear about acupuncture, but how many people have heard about acupressure? And that's just another term for that is reflexology pressure points, pressure points stuff. And it's it's amazing when you see some of the things that, that happen with that. In addition, I talk about my stuff and we have all kind of, we had a presentation uh, last month about AI being used in the medical field. Go figure, it's happening, it's happening everywhere. Absolutely. And, I, and then when we wrap up today, I'm gonna talk about an AI tool that's just being announced by my company that's going to blow the socks off of everybody so yeah where else can i go with this harlan i mean that's my my buddy is uh 
the reason he was uh, using the cream because he didn't want to be on the drugs. Number one, that was the most important. Number two, it was it was topical. He could use it easily. Uh, the reason he needed it, he was an army infantry guy, and he was going into an LZ out in the bush someplace, and the, they were taking incoming, and the, the Huey pilot flared out 10 feet too soon. So that means they were above the ground 10 feet higher than they normally would be. They're normally above the ground about five feet when, when they're jumping out of the bird. Well, they were at about 12 feet, so can you imagine the, wearing a 75 to 100-pound pack carrying your rifle and all your ammo and crap? Excuse me. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, the compression hitting that the ground when he, when he hit the ground. Exactly. Yeah, it, hitting the ground from 12 foot above with all of that weight on you. Yeah. Yeah, so that was why he was into it. And he and I were were buddies uh, just because we were we were working on a Vietnam project at the time. Um, yeah, and you know, there's there's two parts of that, right? There's the one part that he's twelve foot in the air and he's got all of that, and the other part is he expected to be five foot in the air. So he was not prepared in nope. many different ways to be twelve foot off the ground. <laughs> yeah, there was actually he was telling the story. He said that we actually had some broken legs and stuff with that. that so it was. That's pretty brutal stuff that you know yeah. that, that, that happened. Because all you got to do is be off slightly, and that it's going to snap, you know, like a like a twig kind sure. of deal. But sure. uh, luckily for me, again, luckily for me, where I was, and I was like mentioned, I was in country uh, for three hundred and sixty six days. I was over there. Now, the the whole time I was there, I never pulled the trigger once. I was just not in an area where I was in close combat, you know, situations. Now, almost every night that we were in Vietnam, though, uh, they were shooting mortars and rockets at us. And did I come close a couple of times? Yeah, I was. Uh, we we were one of our supply depot areas was very close to a South Vietnamese Army ammo dump, and the ammo dump took a hit, which caused an explosive wave to come out. And what basically wiped out. Uh, I'll try to remember to bring photos next time I see you to show you the results of what happened. I mean, you know, uh, if you've ever worked in a fast food joint, you know how big those reefer doors or refrigerator doors are, how thick they are, real thick, right. big. Uh, this explosion basically ripped those doors off of all of our reefers. Wow. And wiped out the cold storage facility. So, yeah, it's uh, very, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. So where else can we go with this? So let, let's talk a little bit more about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, this organization has been around for a while. And yeah. you're, you're saying you're one of chapters. So there's, multi, there's chapters all across the country then? Yes, sir. Yeah, all over the country. Actually, there's... There's, uh, I think, three chapters right now here in the Houston area, but all the other chapters are out in the outs. I call it the outskirts, the Woodlands, Cypress, Katy. They're all in the boonies, and I'm the closest one into more of the central area, 
Okay. And so that's why my chapter is called the Houston Memorial Area. Right. Because we we used to have some meetings at a at a store that was on Memorial. <laughs> you know, so okay. just one of those with those kind of deals. But most of the other chapters uh, have reverted back to in-person meetings. My meeting is an in-person meeting, but I also What's the word I'm looking for? Produce it. I do it on Zoom. You offer a virtual option as I well? I offer, uh, yeah, it's a hybrid meeting. I guess okay. that's what they call it. Yeah, hybrid. It's a hybrid meeting. So okay. I, I, and we have different kinds of guest speakers. We have uh, all different kinds. Like this coming September the 8th is the next meeting at 9 a.m. in the morning. And uh, just people get a hold of me and I'll get you the address and all that business. But we're having a lady come in and talk about water and she's going to test different kinds of water and everybody's going to get blown away when they see the results of these water tests. So there's, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly and everything. That that kind of deal. So what does a membership to that organization look like? And what I mean is, are you, does the, does the chamber include just, business folks that are working in different type of holistic medicines does it include individuals that are interested in that uh, once again is it a business organization is it an individual like, like as you know we're both members of the full circadian area chamber of commerce there in the houston area you can have a business membership or you may just be new to the area and you want to join in person just to get to know people is it the same type all situation in that yes, absolutely all the above all the above work Right now, a lot of the pe- people are just getting to know people. I've got uh, several people that are visiting that are recently discharged or retirees from the military okay. that are coming to visit. Uh, so we got all kinds of things. All right, Michael. One of the other things that we talked about before we started the show was that you've had a very long career in sales, a very diverse uh, career in sales, including uh, working with Xerox and a little yeah. company that they had that was uh, <clears throat> focused on sales. So talk a little bit about that journey and what uh, sales has looked like and the changing world of sales that you've seen over the years, because it's certainly a different atmosphere in sales. There's no doubt. Sales is sales is sales, right? But we have seen a change in the way sales are presented. We even talked about a moment ago, Zoom. That certainly wasn't on anyone's radar uh, even a few years ago. But talk a little bit about the dynamics of sales and what you've seen over the years. Absolutely. Yes. No, I, uh, when I got out of the uh, the Navy, uh, I actually worked with a headhunter and who was a retired Marine Corps colonel. And he had some contacts with several of the Fortune 100 companies. And one of the things that I knew that I wanted to do for me, for my personal development piece, was to go into sales. And uh, turned out he got me set up with an interview and one of them was with Xerox, and I had a couple of interviews with some of the pharmaceuticals and, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, the, the the Xerox interview was quite interesting. It was on a Saturday. I had flown in from Tucson, Arizona to Orange County, California, and this guy lived in Newport Beach. So, uh, and the interview was going to be at this guy's house in Newport <laughs> Beach. All right. So. 
I got myself I got myself there. Uh, by then, I'd already done some background, you know, information about uh, about what was Xerox all about, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turned out that this guy that I was interviewing with was one of the uh, hiring managers, and uh, he was a like me, a veteran who had gotten out of the Navy. So, and he knew that going in. So uh, it, we had this camaraderie right to begin with, you know, the get-go and blah, blah, blah. And he, he basically said he had already made up his mind that he was going to hire me, but we had to go through the formalities of the of the other rubber stamp interviews. So that it all worked out and it, uh, it turned out to, he was responsible in that one little particular branch office. He hired eight uh, veteran junior officers, the Army, Air Force, a couple of Navy guys. You know, it, was, it was very interesting, and we all did extremely, extremely well. And uh, I, I stayed with Xerox out of that particular office for, for about 10 years and then got, a, got some promotions. I became a sales manager with them. Uh, and then moved up the chain food chain a little bit, went back to their corporate office. But in all cases, every one of the biggest skills that, that I had or was trained to have was the ability to speak, the ability to listen, and the ability to react to people because that's what selling is all about. You got to be able to listen and react to, to, to deal with their questions or maybe sometimes people call them objections, you know, but you right. gotta, you got you gotta work with them to answer their questions and maybe help them nudge them in the right direction. So uh, Xerox at the time owned a major world-class sales training program. And I was saying we did training what they did training that when I first started, they did, they had a West coast school, they had one in uh, the Midwest, and they had one in uh, the Washington, D.C. area. And then they had one in Fort Lauderdale, California, at the Sheraton, right on the beach. Now, that's a little tough duty to do, to go to, right? <laughs> and guess where Mike got to go? Mike got to go to Fort Lauderdale on the beach in the mid in the middle of the summertime. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> there you go. All right. But I was one of the guinea pigs. Usually our classes were full immersion kind of classes, three weeks. They took that that three-week curriculum and stretched it to four weeks. And we had one class to see if that was if that was going to be good or bad, you know. And it turned out, I guess, pretty good because the immersion, the extra time. Our class exit score, there was an exit exam at the end, was 98.4. When we, when we, and that was a group of 10 of us. So it was kind of interesting. Sorry about that. Anyway, the, uh, from that point forward, though, that's when I first. I made a commitment to myself because I wanted to improve myself. You wouldn't think that this guy that's talking to you right now used to be an introvert, do you? No, you wouldn't think that? <laughs> well, no. Yeah, yeah. But that that's what I was. I mean, high school, I was very much an introvert. In in college, 
I mean, I was working and, and uh, studying so much. I never, you know, got to go out and play and do, do things. So I needed to go out and I wanted to find something that would help me to do that. And sales was that game and sales training was the part of that whole story. So I continued working and improving myself. Xerox provided a lot of selling opportunities, selling sales training courses, not only for the technical aspects of the job, but then they we would actually go through and role play and do the, you know, well, what if they say this? What if they say that? You know, what, how do you go through all of that? So it was some pretty effective training that we went through that 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 whole period. And then I started doing some personal development work on the side. My side gig started back in the 70s. 70s. And, and the first one that I did was sales, sales training. And it's trying to help other folks with sales training stuff. So, and I continued doing that. So after I left Xerox, Xerox gave me well, an opera. I did one trip to the East Coast to Connecticut for them and then came back. Uh, I went from Southern California to Northern California. And then, then they offered me, uh, well, if you want to keep moving up in this company, you have to make the commitment and move permanently to Rochester, New York. I gracefully declined. Yes, sir. <laughs> gracefully, very gracefully. <sighs> so it, uh, then that, that uh, I then went out and started my own uh, direct mail marketing company that I had for a little while. Unfortunately, then that's when some of my uh, Agent Orange stuff kicked in, so I had to uh, to uh, shut down that business. And then eventually, once I got healthy, I was able to uh, get hired back on with uh, another company that's in that world, Jap Japanese Incorporated, RICO, R-I-C-O-H. Yep. And RICO had a series of different companies, and then I hopscotched. So I ended up, uh, I had about 13 years with Rico companies and luckily we were able to put them all together. So when I, when they finally kicked me out because I was too old, I said, Oh, you're, you're 67. You're out of here, Buster. <laughs> uh, so during, during that period of time though, I also did, did a side gig where I started working for Dale Carnegie and associates, okay. sales training, motivation, you know, all, just all the Carnegie stuff. And it was, fabulous training stuff so i got to to do a bunch of that and i and and i also have worked with eric lofholm and eric got trained by the likes of uh, proctor uh, tony robbins you know those kind of guys so uh, i've had some fabulous training and i actually represent eric lofholm with some sales training seminars as well and he's he's fabulous and and uh and doing some sales training stuff. So what right. else can I tell you? Yes, uh, the, I mean, that's obviously a long career in sales. And most recently, of course, going towards the holistic medicine, uh, when you fell into or discovered, I guess is the best way to say it, this cream, that's where you focused your sales energy now. I've been focusing, well, pre-COVID, 
for about 10 years, I was doing the cream full time. Okay. Pre-COVID. Now, remember, I was in California pre-COVID. So it kept very busy. I was the number one rep and number one team in Northern California for a number for a number of years. And I still get residual from some of that that kind of stuff. Um when I came here to Texas, I basically was starting over because when COVID hit and when the government in California, they effectively shut down everything. Right. I mean, they shut it down hard to the point, and I'll give them this for credit, that they they did classify people that were self-employed uh, uh, that you could be, you could get uh, unemployment insurance. Okay. They opened the door for that. So I actually, that's what kept me going for a little while is the unemployment dollars. So thank goodness for that. You know, and then finally the, the company made some adjustments on a couple of things and blah, blah, blah. And then the rest is history. We're now moving forward in a direction that's, we're still selling the stuff. I just, I just was in uh, Katy, Texas, um, with the uh, at Katy Christian Chamber. They had a big expo, community expo. Turned out real well. I got to share and share with people and just put it on them. And you get some of the looks on faces, they they would, I'd say, here, let's put this on. And some of them, boom, it was like instantaneous. Others would come back later on, and then they start selling for me. Oh, I, I was just here with Mike and he put it on me and, oh, this is marvelous. I'm here to buy my, my stuff. That's great so, to hear. That's no, that was, that was good. You know, from that, from that standpoint. So every, every little bit counts, every little bit counts. So, Absolutely. but I am doing some, I am doing public speaking. One of the other passions that I have because of my veteran experience uh, is that I have been doing public speaking at high schools primarily, but high schools, universities, Rotary, Kwan, you know, all of those kinds of venues. And I do some talks that are I call Vietnam Living History. And we and basically myself and I have a teammate who's an army guy, and we share some of the things that happened to us over there. And then we also share and try to expand on some of the factual information that we know is not being taught correctly in schools. In some cases, being left out of the, the the books and the stuff, you know. So, and then I give some interesting tidbits of information about the Vietnam Memorial Wall in D.C. When I get finished with folks, they're going, "Where did you find all that?" Well, it's all there. You just got to know where to look because there, there's fifty four. Uh, 58,479 names on that wall. 33,301 of those names were 18 years old. Hmm. Wow. That speaks to something just right there. Okay. And then I go into more detail about that because there were 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, one 15-year-old. That's on the wall. Wow. And everybody's saying, well, how did the military let him in? They screwed up. I said, 
excuse me, has your kid ever forged your signature on a document <laughs> for their school? Yes. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. 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 Did, did we find a lot and ship them home? Yes. I haven't. That's the one number I've not been able to get as to how many we found and shipped home. I wish I could find it, but I haven't been able to find it yet. But uh, anyway, I, I do a lot of speaking in that arena, plus speaking about sales and marketing. And yeah, because you're right, Arlen, the marketing is marketing. Sales is sales. Sales is still talking to somebody, listening, getting them to take action. The call to action. That's right. We use the call to action. That's right. Right. You know, and there's d- different ways to get to that call to action, but it's all you and how you use your words. It's all in how you set it up, you know, and then how are they set up from the marketing standpoint? And now marketing is a whole different gamut. I know I took marketing back in the uh, in the uh, mid uh, mid sixties, uh, and what they taught in marketing then is totally different from what they oh, teach yeah. in marketing today. You know, it's a total different world. I mean, you had you had books, you had magazines, and you had flyers and mailers. What do you have today? You got ten times that much stuff. And let alone the digital, the digital components to it. Now that I can't keep up with all the number of platforms there, are. <laughs> I I, yeah. just, I can't keep up with it. But I enjoy doing what I do to to share my knowledge about sales and and I give some practical tips in the sales area because people try to overly complicate things. It's really pretty simple, you know that that call to action can be done and you can set people up. So they're actually, by the end, when I get done with it, they're asking me, well, what do I do to buy this stuff? You know, and that's what you're trying to do is get, get that person to say, Hey, I'll take whatever it is that you're doing. Whatever it is. That's right. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. So I I enjoy, like, again, I enjoy doing what I, what I do and sharing and, uh, uh, Again, uh, I don't know. Are we getting close to wrapping up, or what? Uh... Absolutely. So, what I what I'd like to talk about here for a couple of minutes is you shared with me a revolutionary app that will be released very soon. It is, it's almost unbelievable. But <laughs> knowing what we know now about about AI, right? We we've seen lots of different things about AI now. Uh, you know, the uh, someone was just talking this week that I think we just passed by the the date that in the original uh, uh, Terminator movie is when Skynet uh, came alive or whatever. It, you know, came self aware, and, and so we, you know we still got all these jokes about uh, those of us that remember those days, and all of us worried about AI taking over. But this is this is revolutionary. What you're talking about, this is revolutionary. So share with us the announcement that you told me about earlier. Absolutely, yeah. No, so the name of the company with the creams and and uh, lotions and stuff is called Real Time Pain Relief. Real Time Pain Relief. Uh, they just uh, the the it's a family owned business. It's based out of Oklahoma. We've always been a U.S.-based company. 
Uh, one of the owners lives in Arkansas. One of the owners has a condo that he lives in in, uh, in Puerto Rico when he's there. Usually he and his wife are traveling the world, you know, kind of deal. But they have come across this technology uh, that was developed at Carnegie Mellon University by by a doctor there. It is AI based, and this she's been working on this project for a number of years with some of the earlier versions of this smartphone app that has AI and obviously has all the algorithms and all that. I I'm I'm not the scientist to be able to explain to it, but if any <laughs> anybody wants the information on it, all you gotta do is get a hold of me and I'll send you a link. Um uh, it's called a real-time voice analyzer. And what it what it you do is you download the smartphone app on either uh Apple or Droid, either one. We those have been cleared. We are in a patent pending process right now. And uh, like I said, it was developed at Carnegie Mellon, but as we have had doctors look at it at uh, MIT, Yale, et cetera, et cetera, a number of different places. So, and bunches of tests have already been done. We're still doing more tests right now. So, I mean, folks, get a hold of me to to be able to uh, to get your free download with some free tests are included in that free download. And then later on down the road, we may have a price to it, but our price is peanuts compared to taking those swabs and things and putting them under your nose or down your throat or whatever. It's uh, again, it's very, it sounds very strange, but uh, the accuracy rate so far across the boards of uh, millions of tests already is about a 99% accuracy rate. So, it's all I can, I mean, I can tell you it's called a real-time voice analyzer. Uh, again, just call me and I can give you the information. Then you can download it. You have to register, obviously, to download. Boom, boom. And then go, and then go from there. But I'm excited. I downloaded mine. I've taken the test. Thank goodness I've not had any uh, positives come back for me. But the results generally are going to come back to you within maximum about 10 minutes. So All it's right. kind of so, very interesting from that. To, to be clear, this is a voice analyzer that is uh, letting you know if you have any respiratory issues. And what you're talking about very specifically that people would want to know, of course, with the swabs and stuff is if they have COVID. Yep. And so at this point in time, the results, if, if they're in the 99 plus range, that's actually more accurate than any of the swab tests or the at-home tests that are out there right now today. Exactly. For a fraction of the cost once we go live. Right now, if you folks come to me and I send you the link and you download it and use it, it's all freebie until we till we launch officially. We're in a we're at the tail end of our beta right now. Beta at the beta test still, right? Right in the we're in the tail end of the beta and we're getting very close to to do doing full launch. Uh, I don't, you know how long patent pending happens, but we're in patent pending process. So God knows how long that'll take, but right. we're going, we're going forward and we're getting results and people are, are happy about it. One of the other big things for any of the listeners that have contacts internationally, folks, this will go international. 
Okay, it's 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 a map. It's a map. So right, you know, it's not, not, that's not going to limit us at all. And we are going to have some of this on on a subscription basis, and the cost can be as low as like twenty five cents per test. So wow. it's going to be very very interesting how people take advantage of it because you can buy one membership kind of deal and that one membership per month includes like 30 tests and okay. anybody in anybody in the family right can use can use can use the same one so it's a it's it's exciting i'm excited about getting the word out and if this is a way to help me get the word out let's uh you know let's do it i'll be be very happy to share with that and Absolutely. likewise in terms of any of the folks that are, if you have aches or pains, call me. And if you live close to me, we'll get together. I'll give you some free samples. If you if you live further away from me, all I'm going to charge is mail cost. So, because the more you try, the, when you try this, generally speaking, about 95% of the people buy that's how effective it is. And the big thing is, it does not stink like Ben Gay. You're not <laughs> going to be Uncle Walter. <laughs> well, if uh, any of the things that we talked about today has struck a nerve and you would like to talk to Mike about any of these, uh, he's pretty easy to reach. You can go out to, boy, this is a real tough website to remember. Ask mikemartin.com wow i'll tell you what uh what an easy one right folks ask mikemartin.com uh you can go out to his website find all his contact information including his email which is info at askmikemartin.com and of course they can also reach you at that phone number there right mike 925-321-1093 that's 925-323-1093 let me let me correct it. Nine two five three two three one zero nine three. Ten ninety three. Nine two five three two three ten ninety three. Huh? Okay, it's a, that's my old Northern California number that travels with me now. Have cell phone will travel. There you go. All right. Hey, I really appreciate you taking time to uh, share all this information with the listeners uh, to share your story, because I think it's vitally important that people understand that whenever you are in a system like our healthcare system and you got some of the worst part of it, I guess you can say by being in the VA, that when things aren't working, people are going to look for alternatives and there are other answers out there. Uh, you know, there's everyone's got a story where someone they know has used an alternative holistic method and received outstanding results. And yeah. so it's, it's not as unusual as you think. I mean, I, I think you're, you're right. You think about 20, 30 years ago, chiropractic was voodoo, right? It, it really was. And now it's very, very mainstream and the numbers prove out how incredibly beneficial chiropractic can be uh you can use that with so many of the other things acupuncture acupressure like you talked about erosity uh, so many of the other 
almost mainstream type things that are out there now, it's it's just going to get more so. As the cost of health care gets higher and higher, people are going to turn to these alternatives. Interestingly enough, because they're more affordable, and they'll find out in many cases they're actually more effective as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Just to think about this, folks. I mean, uh, in Europe, in Europe, the doctors are trained to think somewhat holistically and, and embed that kind of solution with their Western mes- medicine stuff. Some of our uh, military guys, the Army and the Air Force guys primarily that are stationed in Germany have have gone into that German healthcare system with their families on occasion, okay? And the, the big difference that they that they find is some of these guys will try something different to, to allow them to do that. So it's very, very interesting from that standpoint. So come to the holistic chamber. We are there to pass on information. If we don't know the answer, I'm going to go out and try to find somebody that can give us an answer. And there are people there that have goods and services that are available uh, right on the spot, especially we have some discounted uh, where we have our meetings is at a school of massage. And we got package deals for that. So it's it's very interesting how, how it all could blend together. So, yeah. Harlan, I really appreciate uh, uh, you offering this uh, ability for me to share, and I hope I've shared a lot and got some people stirred up. So uh, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for uh, for allowing me the, the honor. You are you're very welcome, Mike. I appreciate anyone that is part of this transformation of the way we access health care. The revolution has been building for a while. The skyrocketing cost of health care just means things have to be done a different way. So there's a lot of folks that will hear your message and hopefully – uh, they'll reach out to you with some of the ideas and concepts that you have as well and join up with the Holistic Chamber of Commerce because we're going to have to find better ways to access health care. The affordability is absolutely ridiculous. Amen. All right, folks. So here we go. Uh, one thing to remember is every single month, the last Tuesday of the month, we have our LinkedIn audio room. Why does healthcare suck? Uh, We have knocked out three of those things already. We're going to be going to number four in September, September 26th, 11 a.m. Central Time. Same bad time, same bad channel. This time, we're going to dive into prescription drugs, whether it's PBMs, GPOs, uh, the manufacturer, the pharmacies. What all makes that world go round? Why do prices keep increasing? Will the ability for Medicare to start negotiating on some of these have any impact? Why does the United States pay so much more than other countries? We're going to talk about all those things and also talk about some of the solutions we see out there. Join with us. And don't forget, at every one of these events, you have the ability to input and give your opinion on what's going on. Thanks a lot for joining with us on the Health and Wealth Power Hour, and we'll catch you next time. We are out.